And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. That's right. This is the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rhymes. Brandon is out today. My name is James DeJerome. I'm the producer of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Been with Brandon for about three years now. The Consumer Quarterback Show has been on air nine years. Nine years of being a consumer advocate for folks in the Bay Area. Brandon put the show together initially. He had he's a realtor. You know, he owns the Platinum MVP team here in Tampa Bay and developed this great network of professionals that he works with. So we said, why don't we bring those folks onto the air and have them share some of their information, some of the stories with the folks right in the Bay and help them make better purchasing decisions. So it, it started really just that way. And then we've expanded the show way beyond home services. Now we have lots of legal experts, health and fitness, all different areas. We've got a really great show for you lined up today. Uh, I have a couple of kids in the studio that have been here before. Really great story. I'm excited to tell you about Kids for a Cause. We're going to get into that. Plus Jackson Shembakar, he's our cryptocurrency expert. He tells us about all things NFT. And we some great information, always new developments with cryptocurrency. And our last segment is going to be with Thomas Yonk. Thomas has this really great not-for-profit program called Cons Helping Cons. He helps try to end recidivism. We want to get these people out of prison and back into society contributing. So he's going to tell us all about how we can help him do that. And before we do that, I told you earlier about Brandon being the owner of the Platinum MVP team, a Keller Williams agent. We've got some properties for you to look at. And anytime you're interested in one of the properties you hear pitched here on the show, you can go to ConsumerQB.com or get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team because he has real estate opportunities, both commercial and residential, even in this time of real estate scarcity. Johnny is our TV producer. He's going to throw up a few properties for us on the screen, and we're going to take a look at what Brandon has for you. So here's an opportunity in Tampa. Uh, we've got a large corner lot with a brand new roof at 10222 Meadow Crossing Drive. It's near. A, it's got a theater and a gym. Wow. Smart home technology, thermostats, 40 solar panels already on the roof, security c- cameras, screened balcony and lanai. Beautiful home. 3,536 square feet, 5'4", at 1022, I'm sorry, 10222 Meadow Crossing Drive in Tampa. Wow, it's a good-looking house. What else you got for me, Johnny? And remember, he's got residential and commercial opportunities. Here's another residential opportunity, 819 North Clearview. I've right in Tampa, 2,500 square feet, five-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath, large corner lot, large family living room areas, private fenced-in yard. Uh, it's got a shed for extra storage, potential to build another suite on the property. So really a great opportunity to develop at 819 North Clearview Ave in Tampa. Again, get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team. He does such a great job providing real estate opportunities for you. And the sponsor for this segment is the Bill Maher Beach Resort. The official hotel of the Consumer Quarterback Show is the Bill Maher Beach Resort. You know, Clyde Smith comes on our show all the time. He talks about what makes the Bill Maher different hotel. It is not like a typical Hilton or a Hyatt where they all look the same. 90% of his rooms face the ocean. He's got sloppy Joes down there. There's always events going on, live music all the time. So get in touch with Clyde directly at the Bill Maher if you want have a great staycation here at uh, in Tampa Bay. Again, Clyde Smith, GM, Bill Maher Beach Resort, great sponsor for our show. Okay, I, I talked a little bit about Jackson and Thomas coming up on the show. Right now, I'm going to introduce you to a couple of young men that have been on the program before. You guys have been here, what, three years ago? Is that right? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So Sheldon Fouché and Michael Kuhn, they are kids for a cause, in addition to two other gentlemen. Tell me about the other two kids that work with you. Um, it's my brother, oh, okay. Dominic Fouché, and uh, his brother and my cousin, Christian Kuhn. So you guys are cousins? Yes. yes. All right, let's start. With, how old are you? Uh, I am 13. And Mike? I am 12, actually. Okay, so you guys go to school right here in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Where yes. do you go to school? I go to school at Charlie Walker Middle Magnet. Okay, Mike? 
St. Lawrence Catholic School. So two local kids, Kids for a Cause. Tell me about how this thing started. Tell me about it. Um, well, it started in February of 2019 when uh, Michael's father and uh, my cousin Christian's father passed away in December of 2017. And since then, we had received so much support from the community that we were deciding to give back. Mm. Um, and in 2019, we had started our organization and started with local um, projects like Feeding Tampa Bay, where we donated different. Uh, we donated a lot of money to them right. and donated over 10,000 meals to the hungry. So these kids were inspired, just like we talk about on the show every day. We talk about the random act of kindness. We talk about going beyond yourself and paying it forward. Well, these kids were inspired by the good acts they received to give back to the community. It's such a great story. Now, it's not just a couple of kids doing uh, selling lemonade. Wait to hear all the things that these guys can do. So tell me a little bit about uh, the initial project. Well, with Kids for a Cause, uh, our main dedication, it's not to just sell lemonade, as you said before. Right. It's to help people out that are truly in need, that people that really need that pick-me-up that everyone needs once in a while. Um, we've helped the homeless, we've helped the animals, we've helped just a lot of people and a lot of things, and we plan to continue to do that for a very long time. Such a cool story. Tell me about something you could do for homeless folks. What can you do? Put together a care package, that kind of thing? Well, uh, our most famed project, the Santa Shoebox Project, we take a bunch of supplies, a bunch of um just a bunch of supplemental supplies that mm-hmm. you would need as a uh, toothbrush, toothpaste. Sure, the essentials. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'd pack it in a box, we'd wrap it up, and we'd give it to these people in the back of a truck, actually, as like a Christmas present because they haven't gotten Christmas presents in That's a long right. time living on the streets. And it's hard, so you need something good like that. Absolutely. Homelessness out there is a real problem, and you can see how it affects everybody. These kids are taking action. I wish we all did that. Uh, I know this. You, you mentioned pets as well, animals. Tell me a little bit about what you can do for animals. Yeah, we have supported different uh, animal shelters and different pounds where animals are going to be put down and we try and find homes for the animals uh, so they don't uh, get put down in right. the different pounds and we try and get them adopted so we uh, put out awareness and we uh, donate money to the shelters to help support them and keep giving them food and a place for them to live. I tell you I'm so impressed with some of the things you know a lot of people talk about doing drives and, and it's great that everyone out there trying to help these kids are, are making big big impacts so far we've supported 34 organizations and donated goods over $50,000 worth. Wow. Now, you guys, how do you keep all that straight? You got an administrative help? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Now, tell me a little bit about uh, the, you guys in school here in the Bay Area. You talked about helping the homeless and doing your best for uh, different causes. You guys do events, right? So oh, yeah. you mentioned the Santa Box. Is that the one? But there's mm-hmm. other ones. Name some of the other ones you do. Uh, I know that we helped Feeding Tampa Bay, which was one of our right. uh, really nice events. Uh, we also did a couple veteran projects. One of them was Liberty Manor, which we helped veterans facing homelessness, which is oh, an amazing one, one which yeah, we yeah. really loved. Now, you so. guys have been recognized by the White House, the President of the United States? Mm-hmm. Get out that of is here. correct. And we what, got the Presidential Volunteer Service Award. What, when did you get that? Uh, we got that in. We got that for 2019 and 2020. Holy cow, two years in a row. 
Yeah. Wow. All right. So you can see these kids take this very serious and have made quite an impact on our society and our, our area right here. We talk about that all the time on the show. You know, uh, I, I like I love the idea of the hurricane supplies. Tell me about that, because our areas, you never can tell when somebody's going to need a hurricane supply, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, in September, when Hurricane Dorian hit us, uh, we donated supplies and money to the uh, um, uh, shelters mm-hmm. that were supporting people that had lost homes or that had family members die and that had a very big impact. Uh, so we sent money to them to help get um, to help them buy food and sh- uh, clothing for people that that's right uh, the people that got affected by Hurricane Dorian. Huge needs all the time all over the Gulf Coast when it comes to hurricane season. It's I'm a, it's amazing how uh, people come together and. and help tarp roofs and do whatever they can to help folks after a storm because it is certainly a time in need. And and you guys, we mentioned all the activities they've done here in the Bay Area. You guys are even international. Is that right? Uh, yes. We have uh, we have five different families in five different countries, and we have our own branch in South Africa that uh, works on environmental um, projects. Such. So there's a kidsforacause.org in South Africa? Uh, yeah. Wow. And, and how did you start communicating with those folks? Well, uh, we actually grew up in South Africa, oh, okay. so we go there occasionally and for vacation. But while we were there, we saw that there was a big poaching problem in South Africa, and lots of people were poaching elephants mm. and especially rhinos. Yeah. Um, so we got involved with um, a local group of anti-poaching squad in South Africa, and we helped uh, support them, and we bought uh, traps and cameras for them to help catch the poachers. Wow. You can see that uh, these kids are very involved. You know, th- these, are, these are guys that, that think of something and then put it into action. A lot of us see homelessness or see stray animals or see something out there and we feel it we feel it you know it hurts our heart but we don't do anything about it you know we're just we become numb to it these guys at such a young age have taken the bull by the horn so to speak and decided to take action was there ever a time when you thought how we how can we we can't do this or, or you doubted yourself the ability to help folks out there you thought what impact could i possibly make well, we might have had that when we started, but then we realized that kids can make a difference. And even though we're young, we still have a very positive impact on our community and might even be better because we're energetic and enthusiastic about what we do. Yeah. I could see you this thing, you know, one domino hits another one, and next thing you know, everyone's helping each other, and that's what it's all about, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Man, I love the idea that you guys started this on your own as a result of feeling you know, the gratitude of the community. It's such an organic thing that you guys started. I'm so excited about it. How can other kids, or what can people do to help you guys? Uh, well, we have our own website, kids with the number four, uh, kidsforacause.org, and we also have our own Facebook where we can reach out to us. Uh, for our next project in August, we are supporting the, the libraries. Mm-hmm. We're supporting two different schools. We're buying two free little libraries, and we're going to be stocking them with books. So if people come to our Facebook page, uh, we can see our Amazon wish list where we will be having our books, and we can get um so there's lots of ways to help. Everyone in the community can get involved with these guys. Kidsforacause.org. Check them out online. Uh, I'm so impressed with you guys, with the president <laughs> acknowledging all that you've done, and everyone in the Bay Area is uh, very thankful. Tell me a little bit about you know your hopes for this thing as it grows, because I see more people getting involved, and you have a chance to make this even bigger. Uh, yeah, we are trying to expand and go uh, internationally. We have support from five other countries, but we want to expand that even more and eventually uh, start doing donating a lot more money up 
um, to different organizations. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm so impressed, again, with the amount of money you guys have, have made such a difference. Uh, when you talk about these libraries, I want to let folks out there know what they're talking about. This, this is a way for you guys to get books in the hands of folks who couldn't get them. Is that right? Yeah. So um, think about, like, a bird box, and then it has a little latch, and there's uh, a bookshelf there. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of cool books in there. Um, I know where I used to go play soccer by a playground, there was one of them. And they had all these cool books with every genre that a kid would want to read. Hmm. And you can just take one, which certainly is going to be very, very uh, nice for those kids who can't get books like that. So these guys are going out of their way. They're trying to think of things that kids need and people need out there. Veterans, homelessness, uh, animals. What else? I mean, you guys have doing so much. I can't think of anyone. I I look at some of the projects. uh, uh, Tell me about the Mathnasium. What's that? Uh, Mathnasium is uh, one of our partners that we have partnered up with. They are a local organization and they're a math institute where they help kids that are struggling at school with math. And they. Man, I needed that badly when I was a youth. Too bad you guys weren't around when I was a kid. <laughs> I would have spent more time at the Mathnasium. Now, the libraries are coming. You're going to bid two of them, is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you know where you're going to put them already? Uh, we don't know, but we're just going to donate them to gotcha. the schools, and they can uh, feel free to put them wherever they want. Well, I'm, again, so impressed with you guys. I'm, I want to make sure everyone out there in the Bay Area has an opportunity to get involved. The best way to do it is to visit kidsforacause.org. Yes. So visit kidsforacause.org and help these kids out. They're doing such great things in our community. And I know you want to do that, too. Everyone out there has a spirit of help. They want to help somebody. It's just hard sometimes. You don't know how these young men took the bull by the horns as young guys and decided they were going to make a difference. Really cool. I want to thank you guys so much for coming in and sharing everything. What, any, any other thing you want to mention? Your social sites, websites, anything, any your friends? What's your... What's the other two guys. I want to hear their names again. Uh, Dominic Fouché and Christian Kuhn. So recognize these guys. Michael, Sheldon, Dominic. And the last one I forgot already? Christian Kuhn. <laughs> and Christian. Okay. Kidsforacause.org. All right. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we got Jackson Shembakar in the house. He's our cryptocurrency expert. We're going to talk a lot about the changing market because, again, crypto is an area where a lot of us have a blind spot. This guy jumped on this as a young man and really has great knowledge in this area. Plus, I have a feel-good story for you about homeowners in the Bay Area still dealing with problems from the COVID-19 pandemic. Now Manatee County is offering a very uh, help for low to very low income homeowners to make repairs to their home. Don't go anywhere. This is the consumer quarterback. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rives. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. here for Cleaning Commandos here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Cleaning Commandos are hiring and they're offering competitive wages, flexible hours, relaxed atmosphere, and a sign-on bonus. Reach out if you'd like a career with the Cleaning Commandos here in Tampa Bay. Info at cleaningcommandosllc.com or call 813-750-0550. 813-750-0550. Cleaning Commandos, Consumer Quarterback Show. 
Hey, Brandon Rimes here. We are looking for real estate investors. We've got a new relationship bringing us a tremendous amount of off-market real estate investment opportunities. So text the word investor to our hotline, 813-750-0550. Off-market real estate investment opportunities. Text investor to 813-750-0550. Brandon Rimes here, Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Looking for real estate investors. Send us a text. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at consumerqb.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. That's right. Give Brandon a call. You want to get in touch with any of the sponsors on our program or some of the expert contributors that you see on air, or generally to check out some of the real estate properties that we pitch during the Consumer Quarterback Show. This particular segment has a sponsor, and it's the Golf Cart Depot. You know, everyone is getting a golf cart these days. I see kids towing each other around on skateboards all the time. Uh, families out walking the dog. It looks like a party at night on the, on, with uh, all the golf carts in my neighborhood. So if you want to get in touch with these guys at Discovery Golf Carts, they've got new, used. They offer financing, mobile repair. They are the leaders in our area. Get in touch with Golf Cart Depot or Discovery Golf Carts as they're known. All right, we got a couple of properties for you. As I mentioned, Brandon is a realtor in the Tampa Bay area, and he has opportunities for you. Even during our real estate scarcity in the Bay Area, Johnny's going to throw a few up for me. What do you got, Johnny? This is commercial or residential. Here is a residential opportunity. Gorgeous beachfront penthouse, 1200 Gulf Boulevard in Clearwater. Three bedroom suites, an office, a den, two golf side balconies, over 1100 square feet of terrace with a gazebo. Man, that is a really beautiful property. 1200 Gulf Boulevard. Get in touch with Brandon if you're looking to get back to the Clearwater area. He's got a great spot for you. What else you got, John? In Palm Harbor, if you're looking to get into the Palm Harbor area, 3664 Darston Street, 2,200 square feet, a 3-2, includes an office and a den and a screened lanai, waterfront lot. It's got a jacuzzi tub, new appliances, only a two-year-old AC, great-looking property in Palm Harbor. Again, get in touch with Brandon if you want to get any of the properties you see pitched on the show. Okay, before the break, we spoke with a couple of young men from Kids for a Cause. Really cool story. They go out of their way to help everybody from the homeless folks to uh, animals at risk. I mean, they're doing all kinds of great things in our community. We want to support them. Kidsforacause.org. Now in studio, right here in our Salem Media Group Studios. Jackson Shemakar's here. Jackson, what's been going on with you, man? Nothing much. Hey, just, uh, just been doing a lot of anal- analyzing these crypto markets, and everything's been doing real well. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I can't keep up with it. One day it's up, and one day it's down, and oh, yeah. there's all these different factors. I hear all these different celebrities weighing in all the time. It seems like they're just trying to move the market back and forth with, with tweets. Yeah, I mean, this market's definitely been, I mean, heavily manipulated, but what you're seeing right now is a very sharp upswing, and so we're, we're up across maybe the whole board of about 33% right now, so it's uh, Doing real well. Anyone in particular, Ethereum or Bitcoin or one, you know, who's really, making the noise? I mean, it's, it's really the big two that you're going to want to talk about as always. It's the, the, the market makers right there. It's Bitcoin and Ethereum. And what you saw this, this week really is uh, Bitcoin shooting up to over 40,000, breaking through that crucial resistance. Now, Ethereum following suit at 2,600. So have been really big benchmarks. And, and this market's really starting to take a second bull run. Has one outpaced the other in terms of, uh, it seemed like crypto initially, you know, that's, that's all I heard about. And then, uh, Ethereum slowly seemed like it was making steady headway financially. For Absolutely, folks. yeah. Ethereum has, has been uh, slowly climbing for the last really, I mean, decade is what you can really uh, look at it. Um, 
Right now, it's, it's riding at about 6% on Bitcoin, and that's a very, very large amount. I mean, that indicator is huge because what we've seen is it's been, it's been making its way from the 3% to the 10% level for the last five years right now, and, and we're up and down all the time. But the biggest we've seen is back in 2017 at that 10% mark, and so now we're floating between 5 and 8%, which is really huge. So I think it's making a lot of headway, and I think it's going to be really, really big, especially. Now, Jackson, as someone who keeps their eye on this and has for quite a while now, uh, you've seen all these different factors. We talked a little bit about some of these celebrities getting involved with with trying to manipulate or it seems as if they're saying something positive or negative and it has an impact on the value are you learning over time what is the real who's really moving the number and what really keeps the number at a certain up absolutely or down? yeah all these celebrities have very small impacts on the market but they do have an impact and that's very important to notice and obviously the biggest one has been elon musk but what you're starting to see is that elon musk's is what he says can only manipulate the market so much. And as time moves on, that manipulation is going to continue to decrease and decrease slowly. And so what happened was, I mean, initially that the whole market crashed because of him saying that the the electrical consumption was a little too high, right? And now what we're seeing is that he was talking uh, with Kathy Wood and and some of the the higher-ups in the industry, and we're seeing that Tesla may be shifting back to accepting Bitcoin very soon. So that's a big indicator of why we moved back up. Why would any particular cryptocurrency itself, whether it's Ethereum or Doge or whatever, have a greater... environmental impact. Wouldn't they, would they all have about the same in terms of mining? Absolutely not. Everything's very different, and that all comes down to the mining concerns. So with, with Ethereum, you see very different things, and it, it really just becomes on how do individuals mine the coins, right? And so it's very, very, there, are, there is concrete evidence, evidence associated with this and with the Bitcoin, and it's very, it's very, it's a very interesting thing because you have fossil fuels and you have geothermic energy, and there's all these different ways, hydro. Right. And what we see is as we shift more into the, the geothermic and the hydro and the things that are way better than fossil fuels and coal, that is when more people like to get behind it. Now, I was going to say, whether it's uh, using a, a fossil-based fuels or any of the new ideas of renewable energies, it's basically using the same energy uh, pool that everything else is using, is it Absolutely. not? Absolutely. It, it very much is. But the big thing is that as more and more tech heads get into this space, they want to see everything shifting to renewables. And it's very key, and, and Bitcoin's getting there very slowly, but it is. I mean, we've had more than 33% of the entire industry completely switch to renewables, and, and 75 I mean, we're getting there. Any of the smaller cryptos, Doge or anything, that have done anything unique or, or vanished? Or, or I'm, I'm curious to know if there's any that haven't followed suit with the two major ones. Really not, no. So that's the big thing in this market. Bitcoin and Ethereum really are controlling it right now. And it's, it's all driven by Bitcoin, and that, that, you, that disperse during altcoin season, what we saw a couple months back. But right now, Bitcoin's leading this market, of course, and, and we're seeing very good things. Any more talk from any, in particular, people or organizations or corporations about their own form of electronic currency? I, everyone's talking about it. Yeah, so the big thing right now was actually Amazon. So Amazon posted an ad. This was a very big ad. And they said, uh, any blockchain engineers, anyone that can come in that knows anything about blockchain, we're looking to hire you for 2022. And so this got picked up. Obviously, it went crazy. Everyone was like, wow, this is Amazon. And we're, we're talking about Amazon. This right. is the fourth biggest company by market cap. Amazon controls a lot of this, right? And uh, what they were saying is blockchain. Let's get involved, right? And everything was basically pushed back, saying that nothing is going to happen in 2021. But the second we hit 2022, doors are going to open and, and we're going to start getting in this business. Why would somebody be more of an expert at blockchain than another person? Because they have experience using it? it it's experience, yeah. It comes down to the software developers that have coded these things. I mean, you look at Dogecoin, something like that. It came from Litecoin. Someone had to do that. that was, it was two groups of developers, and that's all they did, right? And so people actually create this stuff. I think a lot of times people ignore that and, and don't realize that this is a this is a thing that is created by people. Right. And people create these blockchains and these blockchains then self-drive themselves afterward because that's the essence of a blockchain, but it's created by a person. It is started by an entity. Now, 
in my mind, the blockchain itself is the is the justification for this whole thing Absolutely. because it it provides a way that makes manipulation of data harder because it's it's a track. Just yeah. to explain a little bit about how that works. Yeah, so the blockchain is very very interesting. Um, what, what essentially happens is that it's a block, and so these blocks are simply pieces of data. And these pieces of data get strung along on a, on a string is what you can think about it as. And once a piece, once a block is entered onto this blockchain, it is immutable. It can never be changed ever again. And that's, that's very, key. very key. Yeah. So for Bitcoin, it's six blocks or six confirmations is how you can think about it. And so that confirmation thing, and once that six blocks occur, after that, you cannot change anything. And so that seventh block on the cycle, seven blocks away, and a block is produced every 10 minutes. So that means after an hour, the blockchain is perfect and cannot be changed. So you see the blockchain is – it took me a long time to get my head around that whole concept. But it's the thing that keeps people believing in this con- Absolutely. The concept. Absolutely. And, and the point is that it cannot fail. You have bank transactions, and, and they can fail, but the blockchain cannot. Don't go anywhere. As you see, this is a really crazy, interesting subject, and it changes all the time. We've got somebody in here that has unique knowledge in that space. So I want to introduce you to Jackson. Shemakar and more of the things we're going to talk about here in the upcoming segment. And don't forget about our feel-good story again. Homeowners in Tampa Bay recovering from the financial burdens of the pandemic now have an opportunity in Manatee County to get some home repairs done. I'm going to tell you all about that when we come back. And of course, Brandon wants you to check out our our website. It's a great resource for you, ConsumerQB.com. Hey, this is Grant Cardone, and you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rhymes. Do not touch that dial. I'll come right through the radio and grab your throat. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. That's right, ConsumerQB.com, a great resource for you to check out all our sponsors, our partners, and some of the properties that you hear pitched on the Consumer Quarterback Show. The sponsor for this segment is Replenish IV Solutions, a really cool business model. Steve and Lisa Gunnan, longtime friends of the program, started Replenish IV Solutions to make sure that your immune system is up to date. They will come directly to your home or business and put an IV drip directly into your minerals, vitamins, whatever you need, directly into your bloodstream. Uh, Again, a really cool business model. They have two locations here in Tampa Bay. If you can't get to one of those, they will come directly to you, as I mentioned before. Check them out online, Replenish IV Solutions. All right, we've got a couple of properties to look at as well. Brandon owns the Platinum MVP team. He's a Keller Williams agent, and he's got some real estate opportunities for you. Johnny, our TV producer, is going to throw one up on the screen. If you're looking for a commercial opportunity, here's a corner location in Clearwater, 1780 Clearwater Largo Road, about 2,300 square feet, uh, a big lot, 5,200 square feet lot with a 
two garage doors, an office storefront. About 50,000 vehicles a day will go by this location. So a great commercial opportunity in Clearwater. Get in touch with Brandon and the team, 1780 Clearwater Largo Road. What else, John? Maybe you want to get to Dunedin. We've got a prime commercial space here in Dunedin, 434 Skinner Boulevard. Newly renovated, located downtown, walking distance to the Pinellas Trail, farmer's market, restaurants and shops, minutes to the parks and beaches, perfect for growing companies, commercial opportunity, great commercial space in Dunedin. Again, get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team for any of the opportunities you see pitched on this program today. All right, before the break, we were visiting with Jackson Shemakar. He was educating us all about Bitcoin and Ethereum and some of these NFTs and what's going on with them. And he has a question for me that I, I'm glad he wrote it down because I would never ask this. What is the death cross? I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, so the death cross is a very interesting phenomenon, and it's been viewed as the, the time that Bitcoin dies, right? And obviously, we know that Bitcoin doesn't really die, and it's, a, it's an interesting uh, finding was that uh, CNBC actually has recorded Bitcoin dying over 200 times now. And yet, it when never, you say never it dying, dies. explain what you mean. Yeah, the value so completely goes to zero? Dying means the value going to zero, right? And so this is, this is a reincarnation of what happened in 2018. And we talk about this, about this all the time in the crypto community as the big death cross. And so what the death cross is, is when the 50-day moving average falls below the 200-day moving average. It's a very pivotal point. It basically means that the Bitcoin is in the bear markets. And it means it's not coming out anytime soon, because that's what happened in 2018, and we lost 90 90% of its price tag, 90%. It's a very scary number to those who trade stocks, right? How would you go to calculate those those percentages that you mentioned there? And yeah, I mean, that, that's really all about the, the trading, and that's the fundamentals that you have to really dive into when when you're a trader, right? And so you, you f- see those lines, the moving averages flipping one another, and that basically means that that short-term price is going to go a lot lower than the long-term averages associated with for over 200 days. And that's a very key, key mark, and it happened about 35 days ago right now. And so 35 days ago, we thought that this was the end of the big 2020-2021 run. And now we have something very key that we're coming back out into the bull market. And so the reason that reason that's important is because when the death cross happens, typically historically speaking, that means that we're at the lowest point. And that okay. means that's very key because that means we're not going to go lower. That means we're at the low point. And so that 20k mark, that 20 to 30k mark could have been its low point. And now we're we're diving back into 40k, which is very interesting. So I think if we're at 40k and Ethereum's at 25, I mean, I think that that's very good, and we've got a shot at about six figures this year. Now, as you can see, Jackson's put a lot of time into this, and it's something that you don't just come by this knowledge by going to high school. You've got to study this kind of subject in order to get this in-depth knowledge. I, it occurs to me that with all the folks out there getting into this space, it really is a competition of information. Absolutely. You're all trying to become the, the industry leader by le- learning what's going to happen, but you've got to understand how this thing works completely in, in, inside out. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts here. I think the biggest thing is staying informed. It, re- it really is. There are lots of lots of mediums of exchange out there of how you want to learn this information, whether it's YouTube. I think Graham Stephan is a very uh, mm. very good finance YouTuber, and he has very basic videos out there that anyone can watch, and, and he's he's actually flipped bullish on, on, on his own portfolio. He is 5% allocated, and I, I think the same thing. of Take your investing portfolio and put 3 to 5% into Bitcoin or Ethereum. I think you can't go wrong if you hold it long term. Now, what resources do you have? You mentioned YouTube and other things. I can, I can imagine that uh, if you're a pioneer in this field yeah. or you're someone who started at the, at the real ground level, You've got that knowledge of how this is going to respond to all these different factors. Boy, it's even more volatile than the stock market in terms of fi- figuring out what factors are going to influence the price. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing uh, when when looking for who to, who to listen to. You should listen to the guys that created it. I think going to Vitalik Buterin, going to Charles Hoskinson, going to these guys that created some of these coins that worked on the Ethereum project at first, I think you can never go wrong going with them. And I think the best website that I've been using is Cointelegraph.com. They, re- they, they release at least 10 news articles a day. Read the articles. It's very, very simple. But 
people overlook that. If you read the articles sure. every day, you're going to be informed. It's very simple. And I think these articles are very, uh, very, very high quality. I mean, you could learn all about Tether and what's going on. I think Tether was a very big thing because it was a big scandal, right? But it, it comes back every single time. And it is basically an ERC-20 token. That's all it is. It's founded on the Ethereum blockchain. I think you could learn all about it just learning these articles. Now, of course, I'm completely ignorant to this. Just give me a little heads up. Tether, tell me about it. So Tether is one of the very first and biggest stable coins out there. It's an ERC-20 token, so it's founded on Ethereum. And it's been big. And so it's, it's, it's been very important because what happened back in 2017 during that first major, major breakthrough with Bitcoin was that Tether was basically predicting the price of Bitcoin. And that was very key because it, Tether happened first, not Bitcoin. Mm. So whenever Tether's price went up, and it's a stable coin, so granted it's going up from $1 to $1.01 to $1.99. But what you could see is that when Tether went up that 1%, 2%, half a percent, that means that Bitcoin was going to go up subsequently. And that was very important. I see. Now, help me. You've done such a good job studying this where we are to get to this point. Let's project a little bit. What, what do you see happening in the space as we move forward? Are these gonna, coins going to merge? Is there going to be one particular industry leader? Do you think there's going to be competition amongst various NFTs? I think the big two is what you can really continue to look at. I think that Ethereum is going to continue growing. I'm more bullish on Ethereum than Bitcoin. I don't know I don't know necessarily that the market cap will encapsulate Bitcoin, but I do think that it's going to grow bigger and bigger every single time, and I think that the Bitcoin dominance is going to fall in contrast with Ethereum. I think if you look at those two, you continue to dollar cost average over time. You can't go wrong. And I think that NFTs are here to stay for sure. I think that we are in a bubble for that space. No, no question. I mean, we've got little octopuses selling for uh, for ridiculous amounts of money, and all it is is a JPEG. Mm. But for real, it's it's. I think it's a very good market. So now, uh, with with all that's going on with crypto and everyone trying to figure out that space, and you're talking about it, it going forward without a doubt, what's going to be the big domino? Uh, uh, Ford Motors or some company in America is going to say we're dealing only with NFTs, or that's going to push everyone. I think, that way. I think that that's just going to drive more people to the market. I think Amazon, as we touched on earlier, yeah. is going to be a huge one when they start to accept Bitcoin on Amazon. And you can buy anything that you want as a regular retail online consumer, and you can spend your own Bitcoin to do that. I think Tesla is obviously the first. Mm-hmm. I think that is going to drive a lot more people into yeah, this market. I agree. All right. Jackson Shemakar, great information for us today. What, what, tell us how people can... I mean, I, you're writing a book, aren't you? I am, yeah. It's going to be Pitching Crypto. It's coming out in uh, probably a couple months now. Very excited for that. You can see this whole understanding, this whole thing is about information. I mean, you got to keep up to date and you have to have resources that you can trust because there's a lot of conflicting information. And I, I really, like we mentioned at the start, there's lots of people out there trying to influence the numbers. Absolutely. Pump and dumps are rampant in this in this game and it's unregulated. So why not? Right. And so I think it's very key of who to listen to and, and listen to the right people. Yeah, I agree. So thanks so much for coming in. How's your baseball career going? Oh, it's going very well. Yeah, I'm uh, slating to pitch for the University of Tampa. I'm uh, ideally in the starting rotation. So Off-season workouts? Yeah, yeah. Working out every day right now, throwing and lifting. Well, we're looking forward to it. Jackson Shembakar, he's our cryptocurrency expert. Thanks so much for coming in, Jackson. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, don't go anywhere. I've got a, a Thomas Yonk from Cons Helping Cons is on the phone. He's going to talk to us a little bit about his program. And we got that homeowner, I'm sorry, that feel-good story about homeowners in the Bay Area now qualifying for some uh, home repairs through this Manatee County Rehabilitation Program that I'm going to tell you all about. Don't go anywhere. This is the Consumer Quarterback. This is Warwick Dunn, and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show, hosted by my man, Brandon Rhymes. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rhymes. 
Williams here. We are looking for real estate investors. We've got a new relationship bringing us a tremendous amount of off-market real estate investment opportunities. So text the word investor to our hotline, 813-750-0550. Off-market real estate investment opportunities. Text investor to 813-750-0550. Brandon Rhymes here, Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Looking for real estate investors. Send us a text. Hey, Brandon Rhymes here for Cleaning Commandos here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Cleaning Commandos are hiring, and they're offering competitive wages, flexible hours, relaxed atmosphere, and a sign-on bonus. Reach out if you'd like a career with the Cleaning Commandos here in Tampa Bay. Info at CleaningCommandosLLC.com or call 813-750-0550, 813-750-0550, Cleaning Commandos, Consumer Quarterback Show. Listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at consumerqb.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. That's right. Give Brandon a call if you want to get in touch with any of the partners that you've heard on our show or some of the sponsors that uh, bring the show to you. In fact, we've got a sponsor for this segment, Brothers Easy Moving. They do such a great job. You know, they move Brandon into his home, and uh, these guys are moving furniture in the dark. I I was so impressed. They became the official moving sponsor that day, and uh, these guys will do local long distance, whatever you need. Brothers Easy Moving is who you want to reach out to for any of your moves. Get in touch with them and check them out online. Also, we've got some properties for you in this segment because Brandon is the owner of the Platinum MVP team. He's a Keller Williams agent. He's got commercial and residential opportunities for you. What do you got, Johnny? Here's one in Brandon. Uh, Prime location, great opportunity. This is a chiropractor's office. It used to be. Now you can turn it into whatever you want. 1211 North Parsons Ave in Brandon. Ample parking, signage on site, business and clients in place. The sale includes all the machines and equipment currently in there. So they got a break room, kitchen area, waiting room, several treatment rooms all set up for you. So a great opportunity, maybe a doctor's office, whatever you want to put there. 1211 North Parsons Ave in Brandon, a commercial opportunity for you from the Platinum MVP team. All right, so we've talked a little bit about our sponsors and some of the great uh, folks that we have on the team here. I've got a feel-good story for you because that's one of the things Brandon really wants me to pump all the time. Uh, We've talked a lot about real estate on the show, and some folks out there, having a tough time because of the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, homeowners in the Tampa Bay area are still dealing with financial burdens from the ongoing pandemic. Uh, Now, Manatee County is offering to help low to very low income homeowners make much needed repairs to their property. Uh, Through the SHIP program, Housing and Rehabilitation Replacement Program, those in need can apply for a portion of the $408,000 in funding to be distributed by the county. Uh, That money will come from a zero percent, will come in the form of a zero percent interest deferred payment, 30 year loans to make related repairs to single-family homes or replace dilapidated single-family housing structures. So those funds are expected to help you know, about five local households whose applications will be renewed or reviewed in a lottery-style drawing. You can turn in your applications uh, at the Manatee County Administration Building. So really cool program, giving away some money to folks to get their homes repaired. And that's what we do here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. We want to do a feel-good story every day and help folks out there in the Bay Area. Uh, in that spirit, certainly, is our friend Thomas Yonk of Cons Helping Cons. He's got a non-for-profit business. We're going to talk to him right now. Thomas, are you on the phone? Yes, sir, I am. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for joining us. I feel like you got a great heart for this kind of thing. And tell us a little bit about what Cons Helping Cons is before we get into the specifics of what you guys do. 
Uh, we help men and women when they come out of prison. We find them a job, a place to live, and assign them a mentor, somebody who's been in their shoes, and just help them get back on their feet. And in the last eight years, we've helped over a 1,000 men and women, and only five have gone back to prison. Man, it's very, very impressive. And you talk about uh, sometimes the distrust that folks have when they come out of the system, and you find it it's a little easier to deal with them if they, they have that trust knowing that you actually were in their shoes. Absolutely. Matter of fact, the Department of Corrections really likes what we're doing. And they said to me one time, hey, we need you to step up. You know, we need you to do more, help more people. And I said, well, I've only got so many mentors. You know, and that's really the key. Right. And they said, well, why don't you have business people and people from the churches help you? And I said, you know, that sounds really great, but there won't be a trust that's right. from the ex-con, the formerly incarcerated person. So, and actually, that's the key. So I agree uh, because again they've got to have that trust that you're gonna you're in their corner because these folks have been through the system where they they've been taught to not trust anybody. Exactly, that is exactly right. Now, when you talk about uh, housing, jobs, uh, the basics, it's it's quite difficult to find housing for anybody. We talk on the show all the time about the crunch and uh, real estate uh, around the Bay Area. Man, I can imagine it's tough for these folks too. I'll tell you though, I've been blessed because uh, I'm mainly working. We've got uh, houses, our own houses down in uh, Pinellas and Hillsborough County, mm-hmm. but I'm working mainly the Pasco and Hernando area uh, counties, and it's there's nothing up here. Uh, and there's no turnover because, right. well, maybe starting today there will be. Because oh, because the moratorium. Starting today, right. That's right. But, you know, I've been blessed up here. People have heard about what I'm doing, and they've stepped forward and they said, hey, I've got a room in the house. You know, I'll let somebody stay there for a short while. Oh, that is and great. That, you know, and, and matter of fact, the guy got out, uh, let's see, it'd be 10 days ago now. Uh, I put him in one of those places, and in the meantime, he went and started his tile business back up that he had before he went to prison. He, he got himself a pickup truck today. I mean, it just and he just needed somebody to be rah-rahing him and help him make the right connection. That's right. So you can imagine, uh, you come out of prison, you don't know who, anybody. You've been you know five or ten years away from everybody. You've got to reestablish everything. Uh, you've got to find a p- people to communicate with. You've got to find uh, food, shelter, housing. Yeah. If you don't have somebody like Thomas, it can feel uh, overwhelming, I imagine. Well, and plus, you know, it's been shown in research that after 18 months, the average person becomes institutionalized. Right. And what I mean by institutionalized is, for example, when you're in prison, okay, here, you and I on the streets, we make at least 250 decisions per day. That's been shown. Inside, you only make about 25 decisions per day because you're told what to do. That's right. There, are, there is no decision making to be done. So I, that's where the institutionalization comes in. You, you forget how to think for yourself and how to do things. And that's what that's the biggest problem. When these guys come out, you got to make sure that they get back up to speed. Well, first off, they got to learn how to use cell phones. Right. Guys who've been in 10, 20 years, they have never seen a cell phone. Well, they I did not no even think about the technology curve. It's tough for everybody out here. But when you're coming in cold turkey like that, I imagine that is something. I didn't even consider that, Thomas. And let me tell you, here's a really good example. For those of you who are my age in the 50s, when we were younger, remember our cars, you used to step on a button on the floor to change the headlights from high, low, high beam <laughs> to low beam? Well, I had a guy come out of prison. He did 32 years. He got himself a, a newer F-150. And one day, like three weeks after he got the truck, he calls me. He says, dude, how do I turn on the bright lights in this? He, he had no idea that it was on the turn signal. He was looking for a button on the floor. You I mean, can that's, imagine. Things yeah, it, turn so like fast. Rip, it's like Rip Van Winkle for these guys. Yeah, man. Technology moves forward. Everything keeps changing. And you're yeah. inside. you you got you to have somebody to help you catch up to everything that's going on out here. 
Right. And that's where we come in. So, but I tell you, I've really been blessed with these guys that came on. Three guys came out last week, and they've all started their own businesses, and they're all doing really well. It's just such, it makes me feel good. That's right. To see God working to them. And, that, and by the way, that's another key here, too. I know people don't like to talk about this, but I tell you, if you have a belief in a higher power, and for me, it's Jesus Christ. Okay. If you have a belief in a higher power, just things just seem to go so much better. Yeah. Then when you realize that you yourself are not God, things work better. Yeah, you got to be open, open to that concept, you know. Right, right. So sometimes folks don't even want to accept help, Thomas. Uh, a lot of these guys have a lot of pride. They come out of prison. They don't, they don't think they're not a charity case. They don't, you know. I imagine sometimes you got to convince them. Hey, it's it's all right to ask for help. That is a biggie. And actually, what I do before, okay. I don't just meet these guys the day they come out. I'm in touch with them before they come out because they, you know, words out in the prisons about us, and they, everybody's got my cell phone number inside, and they got my address. So these guys are writing to me and say, "Hey, can I get into your program?" Well, that's, that's when I start writing to them and I explain to them, "You know, this is what we do for you, and I would like it if you would work with me, and, and if you would have a acceptance of a higher power, and if you'd be willing to accept help." Because you're right. Well, first off, on the inside, you can't accept help. Right. Because when you do, then you're viewed as weak and people take advantage of you. Yeah. So it's a whole so, different mindset. Yes. Now, yes. you talked about uh, getting them to convince that you're on their side and they can trust you because a lot of times they, they don't have that trust. They've been burned a bunch of times. So yes. uh, I imagine you have people that over time say, man, at first I was suspicious. I didn't know your motives. And then uh, you kind of proved who you are to me. And now they want to give back or the, the once you've gone through the program successfully, I'm sure they feel indebted. Just about 100% of the people who've come through the program are now mentors. Yeah, that's so great. So they, they, they switch from mentee to mentor, and that's that's really the blessing. Now, all our great listeners out there in our in our Salem Media Group family and all the folks here that listen to the Consumer Quarterback Show and check us out online on our YouTube channel, how can they? what can they do, Thomas? What can they do to help? I'll be honest with you. Just keep praying <laughs> that the Lord blesses us. Yeah, I really don't need money, and I don't want to be one of those organizations that's out there asking for money. Um, you know, of course, we need housing, but, you know, what's the average mm-hmm. guy going to do to help me with housing? Right, right. Yeah, and there's more than enough jobs right now. So really, and I'll tell you, I've discovered it. when people pray for me and pray for cons, helping cons, everything just goes so smoothly. <laughs> so for those of you that are prayer warriors, just lift us up in prayer, please. That's right. Now, you can imagine there's lots of people in the penal system, not just in our state, but all over the place. What are, you, what are your feelings about the incarceration or, or anything that you think that, that the prison system could do better or help these folks? Oh, well, I'll tell you. The whole system needs a reworking, all the way from the initial intake to how the guards, and I'm using the word guards. I know they don't like to be called that. They like to be called correctional officers. But, matter of fact, I just had a discussion this morning with somebody about how uh, he made the remark that the biggest gang in the prisons is the guards. And that's absolutely right. They're the ones that bring in the contraband. You know, they're the ones bringing in the cocaine and the marijuana and the cell phones. You know, and they're all getting paid for that. It, it's, a, it's a bad system. But let me tell you one quick story. Yeah. When I was at uh, uh, Florida State Prison up in the Triangle, up in um, Starkey. Rayford. Which, which is a rough prison. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, a sergeant there took a liking to me, and uh, I think because I was a doctor, and he used to come to me and ask me questions about medical health. Anyway, one day he comes in, he's kind of laughing, and he says, hey, doc, I just had a meeting with the warden, and the warden was telling all of us guards that we have to remember that you guys are humans, and we need to treat you better. 
And I look, and I had only been in at that point for like a month. And I said, for real, you had to have a meeting to be reminded that we're all humans. <laughs> it seems crazy. That, that, yeah, I mean that's that's really the way it is inside. And you know, here this is just my take. These guards are under a lot of pressure. It's a bad job. Right. Who would want that job? Yeah. And I think what happens is they just get so burnt out so quickly that they stop treating people like people. So it's it, they become actually a victim of their own program. Yeah. You know, funny you should mention uh, the Rayford State Prison up there. Of course, I've, as a media member, have gone to different things that took place in the prison, unfortunately, executions and whatnot. That building yep. itself has a heavy, heavy, depressing uh, feel to it. I mean, man, oh, man, that, that just seems medieval in there. Well, I'll tell you, when they do an execution, because I was there when they did two of them, mm-hmm. all the electricity is yeah, shut off. Yeah, it flickers. It, camp. It's very, I'm, I'm telling you, and plus it's, it's six in the morning. Uh, I mean, I remember being outside and, and just, it was surreal. I just thought, yep. man, this is a crazy environment. I can't imagine being uh, trying to survive this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and you do. You know, you, you learn to survive in that environment. So that's the key. These guys are adapters. You know, in order to make it through the situation yeah. they're in, they had to adapt. Now they get thrown into a world they haven't seen in a couple of years, and they've got to kind of get up to speed fast. You're, you're kind of relying exactly. on them to adapt again. That's exactly right. But, you know, I tell them, you know, you've learned skills inside. You know, you learn negotiation skills. You learned a lot of things that you can carry over. You know, you just have to do it in an ethical manner. That's right. So trying to capitalize on the things they actually do do well and didn't even realize have value. Right. Exactly right. That is awesome. What what are some of the jobs? What what are good jobs for these folks or what kind of jobs do you think are the best? Well, I'll tell you, when somebody comes out and they don't have any appreciable skills, but most people inside have worked in the kitchen, you know, because that's where everybody gets thrown when they first go into prison. Okay. go Go work in the kitchen. So I can get anybody a job at any of the fast food restaurants. You know, that's not a problem. But and then some of the guys who got, you know, who are a little bit more muscular in that, I, I have no trouble getting them jobs with construction companies. That's right. Because construction companies are hurting so bad right now. But last week was really, a, I'm telling you, that was a blessed week because I had a guy come out who was a tiler. I had a guy come out who was a framer. And I had a guy come out who hangs drywall. Huh. And, I, and I just helped them start those businesses back up. It was, it was really nice. Yeah, that gives them. Man, that, that's really great because then you have that sense of ownership and, and pride in your work. You know what I mean? It, it's it's yeah. a whole switch, whole big one eighty from the prison life. And, and because these guys were in business once and they lost everything, they're more appreciative now. Yeah. And so they're going to be more careful now. So, well, I tell yeah, you, there's a, there's a blessings in everything. That's right, Thomas Young cons helping cons. It, it, what's the website? Well, we're on Facebook. Okay. So just go to Facebook and look up cons helping cons free to serve, and you'll find us. Man, I encourage everybody out there to take a look at that site, see what you can do to get involved with Thomas Young, Cons Helping Cons. Great work. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on the show today, Thomas. I want to give you an opportunity. Any last second, any comment you want to make as we close the show? Actually, uh, just the comments that we've been having with the guys, you know, just keep your eyes moving forward. Uh, we have a saying that the, there's a reason why the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Thomas Young, Cons Helping Cons. Don't be afraid to reach out. Find him on uh, social media and see if you can't give him a hand. He's doing great work out there for all the folks here in the Bay Area. I want to thank all our guests today. We had a great show. We had uh, kidsforacause.org came in. Really impressive young men there. Jackson Shemakar and all his knowledge in the cryptocurrency space. He can I can listen to him for hours talk about that. Thomas Young, Cons Helping Cons. This is the Consumer Quarterback Show. It's what we do. We are consumer advocates for you. Check us out online. And please go to the YouTube channel and search the Consumer Quarterback. 
You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rhymes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show. 